Ladies and gentlemen, stand cheer for the Bulldog Fans Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt and Scott, on their way down the tunnel at ANZ Stadium, on their way to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Go up as one for Matt and Scott, the NRL Bulldogs Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I'm Scott. Uh, I'm joined by Matt, like always. I'm guessing you're not doing well. We got absolutely flogged at Combank Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Mm. Um, it was quite embarrassing, but then the West Tigers said, hold my beer. We'll <laughs> make you guys feel a bit better about yourselves. So how are you feeling? Yeah, pretty much as you said, mate. Leaving uh, Combank Stadium on Saturday was a low feeling. Quite, um, quite a disgusting performance. I was feeling directly after the game. Huge crowd, huge huge occasion. The arch rivals and to put in a performance like that in the second half was was really, really disappointing. Um, but then you go home, turn on turn on KO and watch the Roosters put on 72 points against the Tigers. I guess it shows that uh, things could always be worse. And if you are a West Tigers fan trying to get some escape listening to us for some reason, well, things can still get worse for you guys because um, over in England, Lee defeated York 100 points to four on the same weekend. So it can always get worse, guys. Isn't it funny, though, how it's kind of happened? The round of smashings um, in the NRL, you, mm. I did see the Lee score. Um, I actually looked at it, showed my partner, and she was like, what, a 10-4 game? That's low scoring. I said, look at it again. It's 100 <laughs> to four. So, um, mm. Yeah. Um, it was. It's interesting how sometimes when one thing happens and we haven't seen it in a while, like a smashing, you know, like yeah. the, the Bulldogs got smashed, uh, Warriors were smashed, uh, you know, West Tigers was was smashed. Uh, got Manly. Smashed. It's um, there's just the Manly. Yeah, sorry, Manly. I thought you said fairly, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting way of putting it for the West Tigers. Sorry. Um, it's funny sometimes when it rains and pours, like you know, there's certain things mm. that just don't happen. And then yeah. it ha- when it does happen, it just falls in like a domino effect where a few teams That's get knocked right. around. I don't think we'll start, because I know we don't have too much on the script tonight, so I'll throw it out there. Some people are saying there's a bit of an issue with the NRL. I don't think it's an issue with the NRL. I think if you look at the teams, who, most of the teams who did get smashed, I think it's uh, on their own doing um, in the sense of self-sabotaging seasons by sacking coaches or... Um, Mm. moments, big moments in the season or a few people injured. Like, you remember Manly have a quite a few players out injured, like quite a few key players injured. So it's a bit of luck. Um, yeah, of... and look, we haven't had that problem over the course of the year. Um, yes. This, this has been a one-off round. Yeah, there's been a couple of smashings throughout the season, but this round in particular was a one-off. So no real concern there. I mean, this was happening every other week. Um, in that co- that first COVID season when the six again rule first came in, so we're as a game we're in much better shape. Don't throw the baby out with the cot, um, oh, with the bathwater. Sorry, <laughs> um, yeah, calm your farm. One weekend of um, of smashings and everyone loses their loses their shit. They all read those uh, Daily Telegraph articles and just believe the garbage that comes out uh, in that. Um, 360 and the like thrown in there too. Um, yeah, however, the game itself, the Eels, Bulldogs, I'll tell you what, when you break it down, it's all the second half, isn't it? 16-6 at half time. And Mike Acevo scored in the 34th minute, um, which which felt like a, a bad moment because obviously going to going to half time at 12-6 or perhaps even getting one back ourselves to going to half time uh, close to even 
is what I felt we needed heading into the halftime break. Sevo scores, maybe it breaks the back. It makes it 16-6. But we definitely weren't out of it at halftime. Uh, and in the second half, Parramatta just run right. Um, scored a couple of quick tries. And from there, it's almost like the Bulldogs gave up. Season uh, can't make the finals anyway. Um, and then the Eels just took... took. I was going to say full advantage, but I don't think anyone took full advantage except for the Roosters. It may be Lee. I actually have an interesting opinion about the Roosters. I don't think they took full advantage as... But, however, we'll talk about the Bulldogs game. Uh, felt like, I don't know, I've got the feeling now, the Bulldogs, you know, pretty much, I know technically you look at the ladder, you look at the NRL posted the highest finish, lowest finish on the social medias. Uh, there's, you know, the, all the social media accounts. You can see the Bulldogs can still technically come 16th. It would take something special from the Tigers and Titans with the for and against, especially what happened to the Tigers, to take the Bulldogs to 16th. So I think there's like, you know, a bit of, the back of the mind that the Bulldogs can't come last or it takes mm. something very, very incredibly special for the Bulldogs to come last from where we are now. But we can't really move higher than where we are at the moment either. Like, we're, like it says we can come 10th, but we'll need, like, you know, a bit of results to go our way. So mm. it's like, realistically, the highest we can finish is 12th and the lowest we can finish is about 14th, 15th. Mm. So we avoided the spoon, which would be, which was considered successful considering the start of the year we've had. So I don't know if the back of their minds, like, you know, there's not really much we can move up the ladder you know what I mean? And yeah. I know it should be motivating, like to beat the Eels. Like, it, you know, the Eels lost the, the New South Cup. They lost the NRLW. It would have been very nice to watch the Eels in front of the big crowd. It is something the Eels do quite often, is uh, not perform in the moments where they should be. Mm. Um, usually, um, they perform. I don't think the Eels were too crash hot. I think it was more of a reflection how poor the Bulldogs were. Um, mistakes from their own end. Uh, you know, I, I was a bit concerned when we went for two from the first from the penalty straight away mm. that first like attack I thought we might have you know kicked and because we didn't the touch most, the ball for ages after that it felt the, like most, we... the most disappointing part is that we always say no matter where these two teams are in the ladder when they play each other it's always a great game and I think yeah. that was probably one of the oh. ones that reflect the ladder yeah but I was going to say one of the worst worst Parramatta Bulldogs games I've seen unfortunately well, I know that there has been some big wins either for both teams and that sort of stuff. And when I say big, I'm talking 20, uh, 20 plus points. But um, yeah, that just that didn't feel right. That didn't feel like an Eels versus Bulldogs game is probably the best way to put it. I think we should just move on to um, the 3 2 1, Scotty. Um, so the 3 2 1s, and we won't really highlight anybody else because um, even, I these do ones, it. even these ones were. Um, we're hard to give. Uh, we've both gone Aaron Shop with the three points. He got that incredible try. He also had 14 runs, 118 metres for 32 post-contact metres. One tackle break, one line break, uh, one line break assist, uh, and an offload as well. So pretty good stats um, for him, and that try was the best part of the day. Yeah, it was a good try, actually. It was super try, good sentence try. Something, you know, very good. And then even the jump, good photos. He um, shared on Instagram as well how disappointed he was after that game. Mm. Um, it was very good. Aaron Shop, you know, he bleeds blue and white. Um, so always good to see. He shares the good moments, but he also shares the not-so-good moments and saying that what he's shaped to do next. So hopefully, you know, if two games left, yeah, well, he's definitely uh, – he performed well enough in, on individual thing, but as a team, hopefully they're taking his message from that Instagram and, you know, finish off the final two games. There's two games left. Finish them nicely. 
not necessarily mean winning them both, but you know, putting up an effort to be proud of. Yeah, so for two points, we both agreed again. Uh, we went uh, both Paul Vaughan, played 50 minutes, one of the early forwards to actually have an impact on the game. Uh, 16 total runs, uh, 14 of those were hit-ups for 143 metres, 76 post-contact metres, um, 25 tackles. Unfortunately, maybe outside of the person you've gone 1.4, he was a, a lone wolf. Yeah, Vaughan, um which is which was starting to scare me a little bit next year because obviously he's, he's living under yeah if you're living under a rock uh, he's departing at season's end. Mm. It's been we've known that for quite a while now. I think since June-ish. Um and he's I don't know he's you know his younger days he was the reckless prop and all that. Um, but now he's kind of found his you know as leading the pack the senior the senior man the Just, you know the old wise. Head. Quietly goes about it too this year. So, yeah, so he's found a new market because I remember him at the Raiders he used to rip through and be that young, exciting prop could change the game on his head. But now mm-hmm. he's found like this new thing, which is probably good, you know, playing with it what his age is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the maturity, you know, he, he's on the field, smarts are quite high um, for Vaughn. And I thought he's been fantastic, like, you know, another year at least. I thought he could have still do well so I think he's going to be a massive loss and at the moment we haven't really replaced him so he should be proud of his performance on the weekend anyway he could hold his head up high despite the performance. Seeming I've already made mention of it you might as well talk about your one pointer. Yeah so you the lone wolf I was giving it to the other prop forward Maxi King Uh, first of all who doesn't love Max King can we (laughs) make a mention about how much we love Maxi Uh, we say that every week he's played 51 minutes he did a, 11 runs, 10 of them hit-ups, 105 uh, running meters, 41 post-contacts, and 31 tackles. Uh, he's another quiet one. Uh, be interesting to see. Oh, it's interesting to see Luke Thompson at lock this week, but I've got a feeling that Maxi would play that more lock-style mm. play once the game kicks off. And for my one point, I wonder if a player who... Um, you could criticise him for the way he played and the way he defended, uh, but he does. I feel like he somewhat quietly goes about his work too, because there's been a few times where you've looked looked at his output after a match that's a lot higher than it feels. Uh, Josh yep. had a car, nine runs, 127 metres, uh, 25 of those post-contact metres, uh, two tackle breaks and two line breaks. So um, yeah, his output at times can be a lot higher than it actually feels. The good thing about it is, I suppose, when you look at the stats, is that the Fox, you can say it's not one of his better games, but producing right. 107 run metres. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so for a bad game, if that's what we're setting the Fox as a bad game or not, or an mm. average game, geez, he has some really good ones, if that's an average one. That's right. That's so, right. That's the expectation he's put on himself. Anyway, the top... Five will do. That looks this way now. Matt Burden first on 39 points. Paul Vaughan second on 30 points. So two games to go. Ooh. Paul Vaughan, if he if he uh, tallies big in the next two games and Burden doesn't score, we might have a, a late change of the league. Uh, Josh Adekar in third on 27 points. Probably too far away now, uh, unless if he gets... Four male of the matches in two games, as in can happen. both of us. Yep. Uh, and then Jeremy Marshall King is in the next spot on 18 points. 
And then he's, Max King on 17 points. The half-brothers are gone. <laughs> Rob them out, the Kings. They're out of here. All righty, moving on to the only bit of news that uh, has come through this week. It was snuck into a press conference on an on, on, odd question. Uh, Mick Potter revealed that uh, he looks to have a job next year. At the this, is, this is fantastic because Mick, I don't know, I think Mick's a great coach and what he's done with the squad. Um, I think, yes, I know the last couple of results haven't gone our way, but you got to remember the squad. I think the squad we have, what we have available and what he's doing. Um, not afraid to make the big call, I think. You can see that he's dropped a, a pretty big player that we'll talk about when we're uh, going to talk about the Sharks game coming up. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, he's a fantastic coach. I think he's a simple coach. Um, and what I mean by that is he allows the players to back themselves. Now, I feel like he's a coach who will coach around players' strengths and what the players bring to the team, and not so much having a particular style that you like to coach without the players' strengths and stuff. And I, I think like that was Trent Barrett's downfall, unfortunately. He wanted us to play like Panthers, but we didn't have the stock to play like them. So I feel like Mick understands, you know, you've got to play with what you have in front of you and, mm. a, um, and all that. And I feel like he's very popular. You can see Josh Adakar's social media Accounts. It looks like he gets along with uh, Mick quite well. Um, and I don't know he's became a bit of a. I don't know. I feel like a bit of a. What, what's the what's the word? He's quite popular with the Bulldogs fans. Mick Potter. Um, yeah. Well, he's done. Well, a, yeah. He's done a good job this year. I don't think anybody can um, deny that. And I think he's really, um, you know, deserved deserved to stay at the club in some capacity. So I probably wasn't a fan of him getting the head coach role. So yeah. I, I am quite happy though that um that he will be staying on. Uh, he's a Bulldogs Bulldogs legend as well. It's always it's always enough. nice to have those around the club, isn't it? So that yeah. is pretty good pretty good news going forward. Hopefully he's an assistant coach. I, yeah. I would like to see him as an assistant coach moving forward. See what Seraldo uh, thinks about that, or whether we put him in recruitment as well. But I'd like to see him in the box with Serrado. That would be uh, I think that would be fitting. Maybe an attacking coach for Serrado if uh if uh, Michael Maguire. But I'm just saying, if Mark Maguire's picked. I know this is a rumor. Mm. You want to have two very experienced coaches because you know Mick Pod did a lot of in the Super League. Yep. As well, um, you know, very. I suppose Mick Pod is an older head to Serrado, mm. and then you got Michael Maguire, who's very very experienced Premiership winning coach. If he's picked, if he's hired. That is going to be one preseason. I'm telling you, I'm like, I don't want to be a, I wouldn't want to be a part of as a player. I've got a feeling that apparently Serrato is apparently a big uh, hard ass when it comes to fitness. Good. I think, I think we're going to need it though, right? You've talked no, definitely... the last couple of episodes in particular how the team looks to be fading in attack. Uh, the, the thing that we didn't mention with the Eels game is that we look to have no impact off the bench either. Luke Thompson did pretty good. Like He did okay. We'll say that he did okay in his return game. Obviously, his fitness levels, game fitness is obviously going to be a bit down, so that'll take a little while to get up. He should start to hit peak right when uh, finals week one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's great. Um, that was funny. But, but absolutely. Like, we need a better bench uh, going forward, and we need to be more fitter in, in last, last games going forward. So, if, if that happens, uh, you know, it could be exactly what the club needs. 
Well, hundred percent. And what I was going to say about Mick Potter, uh, sorry, not Mick Potter, uh, Michael Maguire, if true. Uh, have hello the Tigers, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. They told you that he was an absolute just whipped him into shape. Mm. Um, I think a big reason South won the grand final. Um, someone I, I suppose for some people they might find him a bit of tough love, a bit rough around the edges, but uh, mm. he's a big fitness man, uh, Michael Maguire. Madge, um, well, it'd be interesting to see how he'd go as an assistant coach because obviously yeah, I... we've seen him as a head coach and we've seen him behind the scenes at um. What was it? Tales of Tiger Town and all that Which sort of stuff. Good. Uh, but you don't really see head, uh, sorry, assistant coaches blow up like that or get or show. Um, you see them clap and sort of celebrate a little bit more than the head coach, generally speaking. But mm. um, you don't really see them blow up too much or, or crazy blow up. So it'd be interesting to see how Madge would go as a um, assistant coach. I think that might be the most entertaining part of the, <laughs> if, if he became assistant coach. That's a fair point because he's quite a colourful. Character. Not your Craig Bellamy, uh, extreme, but not too far away from Craig. Like he can, yeah. he can blow up pretty uh, good. Like you said, the Tiger from Tail, uh, the Tail from Tiger Tail um, show um, on KO and Fox Foxtel. Um, very, uh, you know, you know, interesting viewing where he blew up to extremes at um, at the West Tigers players, um, but also. His um, box presence, his box presence uh, when watching that or even when you're watching any NRL game, you can actually hear and see it uh, live from your couch. Well, Scotty, on uh, last Saturday, we did get one win at Combank Stadium, a 1916 victory over the Parramatta Eels in the New South Wales Cup. It was a come-from-behind effort at one point. Parramatta looking really strong in the first half. Um they didn't really pull away from the Bulldogs. Uh, however, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I felt um, watching the game and the feel of the game, Parramatta in the first half were, were a long way in front of the Bulldogs. But the Bulldogs managed to stay in touch on the scoreboard. Um, and we scored our last try in the, uh, in the 39th minute. Um, we got a field goal right at the end. Uh, though, but yeah, our last, our last try in the 39th minute, so we took the lead before half time, held on to the lead, and held on for a 19 16 win. Uh, like I said, our only point in the second half was a Bailey Bioliodo field goal in the 73rd minute. Uh, the other thing I, I, I'd say about that was you could also just talk about the feel of the game. As soon as B- Bailey Bioliodo kicked that field goal, it felt like uh, Bulldogs. You know, clapped their hands, wiped them, and thought, "Yep, we're done. <laughs> All good." But Parramatta scored one more try to uh, to give us a scare and give us that weird three point victory scoreline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we kicked the field goal in time, washed their hands of the game. We're winners. Uh, Parramatta are a very good side. So, what, do you want to highlight that? They're a, a good mm-hmm. New South Cup side. They're going to be playing finals footy uh, this year. So, I do love our New South Cup team. They get themselves sometimes in positions where they put themselves behind. You could look back at the Raiders game and they're getting absolutely flogged um, and then found their way over and won. So they never give up. It's kind of like the, uh, where we want to go with the NRL side. I remember no matter what we were in the early 2000s, no matter if we we're getting put a score on us or if we're down and we didn't look like them in the first half, we'll just find a way to win. We just never had that never-die attitude. We'll rise to the end. It is a little bit of a concern at the same time. Like, yeah, what you're saying is correct, but I've also seen um, 
and I haven't seen a lot of other games this year in New South Wales Cup, to be honest. Like I haven't, I don't remember really watching the Jets or the Penrith play. Um, I've seen the Bears a couple of times, but I feel like, and I know it is reserve grade, but I feel like uh, the never die attitude is great. But I feel like we haven't put it together a performance for full eighty minutes, and we're heading into finals, and we know finals in the New South Wales Cup. Well, the way I look at finals in the New South Wales Cup is that. In the NRL, the finals are a step up from normal week to week. And I feel like New South Wales Cup, especially the deeper you get into the finals, but New South Wales Cup finals is pretty close to NRL standard. So you can't probably get away with that going into the final series. And I do know that even though the Bears are below us, I've seen them build build games this year. Yes, uh, fairly consistently. I've also... Um, like I said, I haven't seen too much of Newtown or Penrith, but Penrith, um, if they like, you know, it sounds like they play the way the first grade team, similar to the way the first grade team does. So that's a scary, uh, scary thing going into the finals as well. That's what they did last year. I remember watching a lot of that. But yeah, this year I haven't seen a lot of the Panthers, but they, from all reports, seem to be they play the same way as the top grade team. Mm, yeah, the Panthers are pretty, pretty scary. I've seen them a few times actually. Um, they are very, very similar. To mm. NRL, that's why I think they're so successful going into NRL. Is yeah, because they just come into a, a system. We've seen it for years at Melbourne. Mm. Next man up just comes in the system and plays the role. They've already played that role before. Now it might be a bit faster, a bit harder, and a bit tougher, but they know the role inside out, so they adjust. Yes, no, hundred percent. But I'm just looking at our squad this week. I'm not going to announce, but I'm just looking certain players who will potentially drop back or who can drop back mm. to help out his cup side, which I think makes it stronger. Zach Docker Clay, who played a couple of weeks ago after versing the Warriors, uh, he shined in a game. Mm-hmm. So he played two games on the weekend, um, which with, with Jackson Topini that weekend. Uh, Joe Stimson, I think he might be eligible. He played he started mm. the Union Cup. He had a poor game on the weekend as well, so yep. Okay, that was, didn't have to add that, but... <laughs> I, you got Harrison Edwards, who would definitely be available for New South Cup mm-hmm. once the NRL season's finished, if he's continued. Chris Potoa, uh, New South Cup mm-hmm. as well. So there's some um, players off our bench. It's pretty much practically our bench might be eligible for New South Cup. Um, yeah, maybe Aaron Shop. Could he? Maybe. He did, did start the year a lot there. He has to play the five games. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to have if a look they, into that. Yeah, but that's if they if they wanted to like we don't obviously not mm. depending on injuries we don't know if there's any niggly well, injuries they might want to have surgery now. Well, that that centre position is pretty strong in the cup at the moment as well, so I don't think oh, outside bats are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you don't lose too much not having shot there at the moment, and that's a wrap on how our centres are going in the cup, not a shot at shop. Um, speaking about the cup, we do play. The Jets at Henson Park in the final round this Saturday at 3 p.m. Unfortunately, it's not on TV, which is a disappointment to me because um, it's top of the table clash. It's first uh, versus third, I believe it is. And Henson Park's always a a great occasion. Uh, yep, first versus third. I thought that was the case. Just double checking. Uh, but yeah, Newtown's top of the table. Bulldogs top of the table. Uh, it should be a really good game. So if you're in the area, make sure you get down there. The Bulldogs team will line up this way. Credence Toya is back at fullback. Ockenbaugh and Casey are the wingers. Alamotti and Skelton in the centres. Both of them doing very well this year. The both halves, of them done. 
The halves of Bailey Bioliona El Wakem, who have had a really good partnership this year in the Cup. Uh, Makatoa El Sigamalafungai up front. Ryan Gray's the hooker. Now, Newtown. <laughs> Newtown might be a bit scared of this pack. I've already said Makatoa El Sigamalafungai. Second row, Dury, Torpenny, and Tavita Pengai Jr. So, um, you know what? If they get into a mood, could be uh, could be very hard for the Jets to contain that. On the bench, Joshua Cook, Joshua Stuckey, Jaden Tanner, uh, and just to prove that you don't need to have a name starting with Jay, Curtis Morin. Uh, Lachlan Hughes is our reserve player there. That should be a, a cracking game. Can't wait to see the uh, how? highlights of that one. How is Curtis playing on the bench? He was fantastic on the weekend in Cup, I thought. Um, thought he was playing terrific. He scored um, the match when he tried in the 30 last minute. <laughs> yeah, but I thought he was terrific. I just thought, yeah. you know. Tell you what, he. He looks like Radley, doesn't he? Yeah, the word, yes. Or a Smith, or a, you know, he's going to be, give him another off-season or two. I reckon he, he's going to be that damaging ball-playing lock. Huge wraps on um, on him. And that try he scored on the weekend against Parramatta, he, he broke broke through three or four defenders, got twisted on his back, reached over his head to put it down. It's really, really incredible to watch. Right. Obviously, love him. For him to be on the bench, it just goes to show how good the pack. Good uh, to see Matt Dury starting as well from his ACL. He's been biding his time on the interchange bench, playing some minutes. He's even been playing in the middle, Matt Dury, and looking pretty good in the middle as well. So it'd be good to see him back on his. Well, he's head. put some size on for this year, he hasn't like he? He's lost height, but when he's wider. Maybe because he's. But that's from the stands. I, I stood next to him at uh, mm. the cafe and went, holy shit, you're tall. Like, yeah. Um, and he just kind of looked and walked away. Which I would have too if someone randomly made that comment about me. Um, but Tavita Pengai Jr. is the big talking point. Uh, dropped to New South Cup. There's no chance he's playing NRL this week because he's not named in the extended squad. Uh, yeah, this could be dangerous. Sure. Uh, Tavita could be telling Mick, uh, "What are you doing?" Um, so Newtown might be a bit scared, but Newtown have a pretty decent pack themselves. Yeah, well, I think from the New South Cup perspective, we just talked about the Bulldogs not being able to put a whole game together. We want to see that this week. The finals should start now. Mentality-wise, yep. Um, it's against the Jets as well, so it's it's a it's a final. It's going to be a finals-like game. Uh, so hopefully, that's that's what happens, and we we put together a really solid performance heading into the finals. Pretty much though, as that game comes to an end, the Sharks play the Bulldogs at five thirty at our Shark Park. Uh, I don't know what it's called these days, but let's go with Shark Park, eh? <laughs> um, the uh, or the construction zone, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Points Bet Stadium. Points Bet Stadium. There you go. Points I had to do Bet. research because... Points Bet construction site. All right. Um, the Bulldogs team. Jake Averill is the fullback. Jacob Carraz, who was quiet last week, on one wing, at a car on the other. Inner at Shop in Burns. The halves, Burden and Flanagan. Forwards, Max King, Jeremy Marshall King, and Paul Vaughan. In the second row, uh, Josh Jackson, Raymond Patel, and Mariner. And the lock is Luke Thompson. Uh, obviously, expect a shift there, possibly before kickoff. The bench, uh, it's still Zach Dockett, Clay, Joe Stimson, Harrison Edwards, and Chris Patolo. Uh, the reserves are Bailey Bioliono, Jackson Torpenny, Curtis Morin, Jarrell Skelton. That's interesting. I'm going to be watching that closely as the uh, team gets cut down to 19 and then 17. Uh, and then Declan Casey uh, as well. So... Uh, Thoughts on, on this game, Scotty? We're uh, a bit of lambs to slaughter. Uh-huh, yes. Um, the only thing... 
Sharks at the moment, and the, the concern I have with the Sharks, I thought we were a real chance against Parramatta. I felt really nervous because I felt we had a real good chance against Parramatta because Parramatta are known to drop in games they shouldn't be dropping and then yeah. they perform well. Parramatta probably, I think, I know we spoke about it, probably didn't perform as well as they could have. They just took advantage of, a, I reckon, a very poor Bulldog side and did enough to pump us. If they wanted, they probably could have done more. However, the Sharks, they're a professional outfit. Um, I watched the Sharks and Seagulls game. They got a big win over Manly, but it felt like those Sharks just derailed, like, you know, Manly. There was patches where they, they were fighting themselves into games and, you know, fight, fighting to get position, field position, and Manly weren't giving away, I don't feel like, points that as easy as what we were, and they still were able to put a score on. Yeah. Um, I feel like Sharks, I think Craig has given... Uh, got them, you know, mentally right. So I don't think the Sharks are going to come in and think this is light. The way they seem to handle every game yeah, is the same. So it's not like I could say, well, let's hope the Sharks have one of those games where, well, I do hope they have one of those games that take us lightly. But I don't think, I think Craig Fitzgibbon's got them a professional run outfit mm-hmm. um, and they will not take anyone lightly. It doesn't matter where they're coming on the ladder. They could verse a under-20 side coming last and they will still take it as serious as them versing first. So... That's what makes me scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, they've, they've still got a lot to play for. Like they've, they've got a chance to come in second spot. And yeah, looking at the draw, the, looking at the draw, they do. They play us, and they play somebody else. Uh, it's fairly easy the week after Newcastle. I think it is. While the Cowboys play um, Souths and Penrith, so you know, <laughs> I'm tipping Sharks in second. Sharks will be in second spot come the end of the. Uh, yeah come the end of the uh, season, and I reckon they will want to make sh- double sure of it. And I'll tell you, Craig Fitzgibbon will not accept a non-80-minute performance. Mm. Like, you know, sometimes teams, can, especially teams who made the finals and versing teams at the end of the season who are not going to be in the finals, uh, sometimes you want to have versed that, you know, that team will be there so you can have a real tough contest and stuff like that. Craig's not going to forgive. If they win 30-0 and there was an opportunity for them to win 50-0, Craig's going to be absolutely pissed. Um, I'll tell you that. It, it doesn't matter how they win. I've, I actually got a feeling we're going to perform a bit better this week. I think we're going to make ourselves a bit proud, but I still reckon it could be a 30-point ball game by the full time. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully so, we see a, um, a bit more pride in the performance this week, a yeah. bit more effort. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say an 80-minute performance, but um, close to 80-minute performance. Uh, and, yeah, just hopefully come away with it being somewhat happy or proud of the uh, of the result. And look, as a uh, as a fan, I want us to come 12th. We can't finish any higher than that, but I want to make sure that we come 12th. So um, hopefully a good performance against the Sharks. Uh, we don't blow out that um, already pretty pretty poor points differential any further. Um, and then we got uh, a final game against the Seagulls that, that we could potentially win. So I want to make sure that we, we don't get smashed by the Sharks too badly. Uh, and we beat the Seagulls and we finish in, in that spot. Yes, no, well said. Like, Yeah, 12th is pretty much as high as we're going to get unless a miracle happens. Well, um, if we finish 12th, it's not the bottom four. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's technically um, lower mid-table. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely an improvement and it's something we can work off, knowing that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a complete, um, a complete change. I feel like there'll be a lot of uh, personnel movements, and it might feel like that if we're going to be successful, um, 
relatively quickly. It might feel like it did back when the Bulldogs brought a whole bunch of players from from Brisbane and and Brickamorley and, and all those players. And uh, and when it was very successful straight away. So that's what we're hoping for. We want to be as successful as possible as soon as possible. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, you... that might be might be a good way to um finish off the podcast. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, enjoy the game this week. Hopefully, unlike last Let's week. Uh, follow the Bulldogs in the New South Wales Cup. It's our early chance for for uh, Premiership <laughs> glory. Premiership glory at the moment. Um, I'll be following it deep into the finals. And as long as the Cup teams around, um, we'll we'll keep doing. Uh, as long we've as the episodes. Cup teams are live in the finals, we'll keep doing episodes. We've got episodes if they make it. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye.